Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Danny Akuye. And I'm Juliette Sally. Nice to have you back, Danny. Oh, thank you. You're quite tanned. Yes, I had a little sneaky trip off to Vanuatu, which I can highly recommend. Oh, lovely. I'll put it on my to-do list, but on the market's to-do list, or at least some investors, buying up some stocks for Christmas. Absolutely. Now, this Santa rally just kept on giving today. I mean, uh, I don't think the futures were this strong at all, but it looks as though the Seaboat 200 has closed up almost nine-tenths of a percent, just over 12 points, and the ASX 200 also up by eight-tenths of a percent, or 62 points. So Santa in his sleigh is a bit full, but we'll get to that in a second. Yes, why not? Why not we get there now? Yeah, let's have a look at the three themes. Santa's sleigh certainly stocking up with stocks. You wrote a really good view that uh, <laughs> our uh, people who subscribe to the newsletter, ausbiz.com.au, can read this afternoon. Um, but He's been very ho, 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 hasn't he? He has been well, quite the rally. I historic. wrote last week as well that he was buying some tech stocks on that day. We saw that big rally, but today he's buying a bit of everything or making them perhaps. I don't know if he buys things. He makes them with elves, but <laughs> making some um, stocks, but volumes collapsed. Yeah, apparently volumes are down to like um, you know, 20% of what they normally are. So all the institutions have packed their bags and uh, headed off to Palm Beach or possibly over skiing in Aspen. Who knows? But look, at the end of the day, volumes are really, really low, folks. So just bear that in mind. It does look like a few retail investors have got stuck into the market and pushed it up at the moment. Absolutely. I was at the beach yesterday and it was very busy for a Monday, let me tell you. Um, let's have a look at the takeover mania as well. I kind of missed this M&A Monday yesterday today that uh well yeah, you did I was, too. Yeah, I did too. So <laughs> but it's two just, people just coming back from a day off yeah, as you do. Yeah, it's the US <laughs> as well as Australia. There's just so many deals happening and a lot happening in the lithium mm. space. That really is super hot to trot at the moment. Um, which is probably a relief for a lot of shareholders because it was meant to be the hot sector and then of course it all keeled over. But yeah, it looks like M A activity is back at the moment and I guess some of these prices are just too attractive. Yeah, and I think that factors into a lot of broker houses calls for 2024, doesn't it? That 20, uh, that stocks rather from Australia could outperform global shares yeah. because they've underperformed this year and valuations Absolutely. are looking so good. And also a weaker US dollar, that sort of uh, trade with yields coming down is quite positive for commodity markets. Yeah, well, of course, there's a lot of concern over a supply disruption in the Red Sea, yeah. Iranian Houthi militants. So the energy stock's looking really good. Let's bring up what the energy sector did today because there was quite a lot of buying coming through in 
some of those energy players, uh, Woodside, they're up by 1.8% and look, most of them looking really strong there. Absolutely. Now, utilities were also stronger today. Unfortunately, I don't think when we look at our utilities, they're necessarily going to show. There we go. Yep, yep, APA Group up by 1.2%. Mercury New Zealand 1.3%. But really, it was Origin Energy that was punching above its weight here. It was up by over 3%. And there's a really interesting article about it taking up its uh, rights from putting more money into Octopus into the UK, which mm. is definitely I worth checking out. They do heat pumps. And uh, it's just quite interesting because Al Gore's uh, private equity company is also in there. And it's one of the fastest growing companies. So utilities are catching a good strong bid today, as were the REITs. So very much people looking at those interest rate sensitive plays. Um, they did come off a little bit in the afternoon session, but you do have strength in Charter Hall, Longwell REIT and Mervac as well. Yeah, let's have a look at some of the top corporate stories we've been talking about. Takeover targets. Alcom in focus after shareholders voted to approve Levent's $10.6 billion takeover bid. But Alcom actually closed down by 1.2%. Proxy votes deal, uh, indicate about 53% of the shareholders have voted with 89% of those in favour. Absolutely. And Azure shares in the spotlight as Chile's SQM teams up with a minor Hancock prospecting, lobbing a sweeten a $3.70 a share bid for the company. And that takes the total values bid to $1.7 billion. And Azure's board has unanimously backed the proposal and encouraged all shareholders to support it. Well, Neuron Pharmaceuticals were higher. Look, up by almost 9%. Brokers swooping in following the company's phase two results of its Phelan McDermott trial. And Bell Potter has upgraded the stock to buy from hold. They've got a price target of $27. It's currently at $24 and their previous target was $17.50. Yeah, and also iron ore miners apparently uh, rallied defying softer iron ore prices in Singapore. Yeah, Fortescue and Rio, they're both near records. Um, wow, but of course, that was one of the unpredictable things this year, nobody thought yeah. that uh, iron ore prices would do as well as they have. Indeed. All right. The stock of the day was Aristocrat Leisure. Rudy Philippak van, van Dyke, excuse me, from FN Arena. Philip Pepe from Shore and Partners speaking to Nadine a little earlier. I'm more than happy to hold it here. Um, the up, there's still more upside. Um, the difficulty with a stock like Aristocrat is that it never gets really cheap and it never gets really, really expensive. So you just have to pick your level. I mean, you could buy it today, but I mean, the market is, is I mean, I, I looked yesterday, the market is already up 5% this month and it's mm -hmm. just adding every single day. Mm. At some stage, there will, there will some wind will come out of this, of mm -hmm. this market. Maybe then is when you, when you jump on stocks like Aristocrat. It trades like a gaming machine, up, down, up, down, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, but you, you, you sit there, you sit, you sit there forever. Exactly. So yeah. It is not cheap. It's on about 16 times consensus PE with 10% growth, uh, EPS growth forecast. It's not expensive, but it's not cheap. Okay, welcome back to the COB. Now let's welcome our Tuesday guest, Martin Crabb from Ashoran Partners. Martin, thank you so much for coming in. Good to be here, Danny. Now let's talk Mag 7. Now we're not talking 
tyres, are we? We're talking really <laughs> big, big tech companies. And I love your stats that you have there. So they're valued at 11.8 trillion US dollars. How many countries can they buy? Yeah, quite a <laughs> few. So I just picked randomly four, com- four countries that have sort of one or two trillion dollars market cap. I think you can get France, Germany, Great Britain and Australia, every com- every country that's company, sorry, that's listed in those markets and still have about 1.7 trillion. So I could probably stick, you know, Taiwan, New Zealand, a few other countries in there as well. So it just goes to show, you know, the market cap of, of those seven companies is a staggeringly large uh, amount. In fact, Apple's bigger than, than uh, three of those countries on there. So you can buy Apple or you can buy every company in Australia or Germany or, or France. So it, it's an amazing it, number. It is staggering. But I remember back in the day, back in the day when I do emerging markets, Unilever was bigger than Philippines, Indonesia, etc. Right, so yeah. it's kind of not a new phenomenon, except these by historical standards. I mean, I don't know if anyone's done any research, but they just see they seem extraordinarily ginormous, yeah, and norm- don't they? Normally you get one really big one, like yeah. Exxon or yeah. IBM or something that's just towers above Standard everything Standard oil, spit yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, pre-trust pre, uh, busting sort of stuff, you get these massive companies. Um, but we've got seven massive companies. I mean, the smallest in there is probably 700, you know, million do- billion dollars, 700 yeah. billion dollars which is just a crazy amount. So it just shows that, you know, the concentration in those big seven stocks is just enormous. Yeah, and I think the contribution to the S&P 500's near 24% gain over the year, take them out and it's only something like 10%. Yeah. So they've just mm. contributed so much. Let's talk about total shareholder return and you're mm. talking this about dividend yield. What are you seeing? Yeah, so one of the things we do at Shore & Partners is once a week we run an analysis that takes everyone's target price for every stock in the index and puts them together on their market cap weighting and says, okay, if every stock's trading at its 12-month target price, where's the market? And that's the black line you can see in that chart. So we're calling that fair value. So that takes into account where, uh, where analysts think stocks should be trading at in a year. The, the grey line is what you need to buy the market at to get a 15% return, including the dividend. So there's about a 4% dividend yield. So the, the, the red line or the orange line there is the market itself. And there's a few things to point out. It does tend to track fair value uh, or fair value tends to track it. Uh, but we saw a buying opportunity uh, a couple of months ago when we went below that grey line. Now, that grey line is just a notional line that we put in. Uh, it seems to work quite well. But this rally has taken us back to fair value such that now there is no upside to target prices. Well, mm. there's a little bit 0.7. Mm. So if you hold the average company in the market for a year, you make 0.7 on your money and then you get the dividend yield on top of that. So the dividend yield is the TSR of the market. Mm. And of course, that those fair values, that would depend on the earnings growth that is expected coming forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's a 12-month forward target yeah, price. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess the, if you were to play devil's advocate, I mean, to me, if you were looking this after this rally, and I think I wrote about it in the view that Santa's sleigh will return to the North Pole. So possibly taking some profits after this rally is kind of being confirmed by what your chart, what is actually Yeah, saying. so from a, from a trading perspective, and you know, we're, we're long-term investors, so this is kind of more interest than anything else. Yeah. But if you're a trader, 
if you get these opportunities which are circled or arrowed there where the market goes above that 15% TSR, they're good entry points. Mm. When we hit the black line, it doesn't mean the market's going down. Mm. It just means that the short-term trading opportunity is closed. Mm. So if, as you said, Danny, if you're of a trading mentality, this is where you take some profits. So if you've, if you've done well, you follow the, 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 uh, the arrows there, you've made 10, 15% a short period of time, take a bit of money off the table. Mm. Nice. Now, you said your stock of the 2024 is Qantas. We've mm. seen that on the advent calendar, but you're also saying long yen short dollar could be the trade of Could 24. be the trade of the year, yeah. So look, it sounds too simplistic to be true. One country is putting interest rates up, another one's cutting them. You buy the currency where the uh, where the where the interest rate's going up. Now, famously, Japan has had a zero interest rate policy forever. They've actually still got negative rates, and it does look like the Bank of Japan is slowly changing that. They, you know, they're never in a hurry in Japan, are they? Um, but they look like they'll put rates up to some level this year. So rising rates on the yen, and we know the FOMC is cutting. They're arguing about how much they're cutting. The market's saying they're cutting by 140. The dot plot says 75, and Goolsby and others overnight are saying maybe not even that much, but who cares? Mm. They're cutting. Mm. So if you get lower interest rates on the US dollar, higher interest rates on the yen, it means that that starts heading down. So that's the Japanese yen versus the US dollar. And it's been a one-way bet since 2020 when you know, it was almost 100 yen. Mm. It's got up to 150 yen. It could go back down, maybe not to 100, but that looks like a good trade. So from an investment point of view, buy yen, sell US dollars. From a holiday point of view, book your Japanese holiday buy now. Buy the yen now. Buy the, buy yeah. the yen now, yeah. yeah. Just in terms of uh, quite a few people still like Japanese equities. So if you were going to buy an ETF, yeah. um, would you would you look to like would it be better to buy it like a, a US dollar denominated ETF into the Japanese market? Yeah, so you buy, an un, you buy an unhedged yen yeah. if you can find one. If there's a yen. Uh, denominated Japanese ETF, you'd buy that. Mm. Look, we're, we're pretty confident the yen appreciates against the US dollar, but th- we also think the Aussie appreciates, so they might go up yeah. in check. So we think the Aussie goes back through 70 into the 75 some point next year, again, based on interest rate differential. So I think it's more about a US dollar yen, but that looks like a good uh, risk adjusted, I think that's a pretty good risk adjusted return for next year. Now, I remember your stock of the year for this year mm. was James Hardy. It only doubled. I'm a little bit disappointed. And do you know what? That. I owned it the whole way down and I've ridden it the whole way up again. And so I you're just, square? I'm square. I grew <laughs> the day that I didn't add more to it and I wasn't Always here at all. average down. Yeah. And I could have listened. Are you still going to stick with your, your contest? Yeah, look, I think, look, the name of the game with the single stock thing is to pick something that's got a pretty you know, pretty high risk return. There's no point, you know, putting a, a boring stock in there if you think the market's going to perform well. So I just think yeah, Qantas is very beaten up. It's on five times earnings. Everyone hates it. And I think the earnings are going to be a lot higher than the market thinks because right. I don't think prices, unfortunately, aren't going to come down as much no, as people they think. Mm, yeah, they yeah. haven't come down at all. All right, Martin Crabb from Sherman Partners will be here next year to see how you did with uh, Qantas. <laughs> anyway, let's have a look now at the after-close market leaders and laggards for Tuesday's session, kicking it off with the leaders. And it really was about this uh, iron ore rally despite uh, futures in Singapore uh, lower, Liantown up by 11.3%. Euron Pharmaceuticals, we spoke about those broker upgrades. Some insurance moves, elders, we also spoke about 
of course today and uh, it was up 4% as was IDP Education. Absolutely. And let's have a look at some of the laggards. We bit Nano off by six and a quarter. Tabcor, which of course rallied really hard yesterday off that uh, contract I think they've received, uh, off by 6%. And looking there, Core Lithium and Pilbara, a bit of profit taking off between 25 and 3% respectively, as is LaVisa off 2%. But again, that stock has run so hard recently. It's LaVisa's time to shine too. It's when you go in and get your Christmas earrings your like balls. these. All right, looking at the small cap leaders and laggards. Anything. Oh, Adore Beauty. Adore Beauty, yes. Uh, well, it's actually gone quite well, up 10%, $1.25. I think it was below a dollar for quite some time. Seven West Media up by 8.8%. And uh, the laggards, Danny. Yeah, so let's have a look. Um, Kinetiku uh, Energy off by almost 18% and 3P Learning off by 10.5%. So now let's have a look and see what is happening over a night. So what have we got? US data on housing, US building permits data, and we've also got earnings from Accenture and FedEx. FedEx will be interesting actually, because that is the company that has been doing better in that space that they operate in compared to UPS. All right, and let's have a look at uh, what we'll expect tomorrow in the region, New Zealand consumer confidence and Japan's trade balance. Incitec pivot holding its AGM and then pretty much this time tomorrow we'll be talking about what's happening tonight and that will be UK CPI and US existing home sales for November. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, I think that's a wrap, isn't it? So let's have a look and see where the local market has closed. And there we go, SIBO 200 up by over 12 points or just over eight tenths of a percent. ASX 200 up by 62 spot seven points. That's 7,489 up also by eight tenths of a percent. So stronger than expected. Yeah. Retail punters getting all enthused. We'll have to wait and see whether or not we're going to uh, continue. Whether what Santa's going to stay in whether, Australia. Exactly, whether Santa's going to stay. Anyway, that's it for us today, hey Yes, Charles? a new 100-day high just worth noting for the market. So wow. some strong Santa Fed pivot party rally coming in. You missed the Fed pivot party last week. Well, I did, I did have a sneaky look when I was in <laughs> Vanuatu. So there we go. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Today, catch up on all those interviews online and uh, we'll be back tomorrow won't we, we will see you then bye hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com upgrade.